0: The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the
1: hashtag TFToday.
0: Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show that's feeling quite warm my no that's Greg a lie Tepper. my name's Greg Tepper maybe the show's feeling warm I didn't
1: say <laughs> that's also a lie I didn't say you are I'm telling the show it's what cold That is the show <laughs>
0: my name's Greg Tepper I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine texasfootball.com a corresponding website thank you for spending part of your day with us whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com Facebook YouTube Twitch Twitter all the places or you listen to us in the podcast which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice either way thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show i'm sitting here sitting over there at the helm today making us sound good she is the dutch to the dork she has a braid in her hair she's actually picking
1: they do you can't that. really see it that. right now but you, it is there
0: braids mcgee
1: i did i, I wanted it out of my face
0: yes um okay. dokie okay. today is tuesday may 10th 2022 198 days till thanksgiving crappy birthday to john wilkes booth thumbs down th- john wilkes booth
1: i don't know who that is
0: Do I? This is a tough one. Hang on. Mm, You need to know that name. That's an important name in American history. John Wilkes Booth. Come on, Pickle.
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes. He? Assassinated Abe. Correct. Yes.
0: Thumbs down to John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, not cool. Official stance, Dave Campbell's Texas football. No good.
1: Probably shouldn't kill presidents.
0: Um, Episode 1000. Or
1: anyone, for that matter. I'm just just going (laughs) to put an X on murder while we're here. You know what? Murder, not cool.
0: Thumbs down.
1: Quit doing it. <laughs> Quit doing the murders. <laughs> Quit it. I just felt like I said presidents, and I felt bad because I don't think anybody should get murdered. Well, okay. <laughs> I
0: I support you in this. Thank like, yes, you. No, I think you're right. I Nobody just needed to murder.
1: clarify. Murder, not cool.
0: Anti murder. <laughs> Episode one thousand
1: three hundred eighty-two. On Onto- do you think? <laughs> oh, we're about to go on down a rabbit trail.
0: So, so the word assassination is uh-huh. like reserved for people of a certain like, hierarchy. Almost. Like you've got to yeah, be prestige, prestige, right? Who is the least famous person that could be assassinated? Like, what's the bar there? Like, where's the where's the bottom?
1: I thought that only was in regard to like officials.
0: Well, no, or I mean, like, there's it... a whole thing for like regicide is like when you kill a, a king or a queen. Yeah, um, which is a Bad crime, bad crime. I mean, okay. Well, interesting.
1: If if the vice president regicide is the, a
0: great, would be a great name. I'm sure there's a hardcore band name.
1: Like if the vice regicide.
0: Sorry, go on. <laughs> We're off the rails on a Tuesday.
1: If, if the vice president was murdered, would that? That's an assassination. That's an assassination. I think any so, elected. I think any, any elected, elected official, official for sure. But would that count for like a mayor? But
0: like, uh, if like a famous if that? a famous actor. I think a mayor. Yeah, um, I think. I think if the, like I don't know what I don't the, think an
1: actor would i okay so maybe we're saying in a government be, position, does there almost? have to
0: be a political
1: yeah, because Kings code. and Queens are technically in politics, so I feel like yes,
0: this is interesting, I don't know,
1: but I mean like- I don't know school board people are elected officials, you know, like i don't know if you're p t o president like could a famous actor assassinated
0: could a could a famous actor? Be assassinated. I
1: don't know. Is there a Google definition here? Like, I feel like this, we're, we're probably, this is interesting.
0: Assassination, murder of a prominent or important person, such as a head of state, head of government, politician, member of a royal family, or CEO. CEO, CEO is different. Is interesting. So, like, I'm not going to name names, but, like, if, if there uh-huh. was, if, if, like, if a, if the president of a company yeah were to get Murdered? Would that be an assassination?
1: I wouldn't hold it in that regard. But regardless
0: if I got murdered, would it be an assassination? No. I'm not. I'm not a, a prominent or important person. <laughs> no. Enough. Like, what's the bar? Where's like? My question is, what's that bar? Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's interesting. Know. If if a famous basketball player mm-hmm. was like was was murdered, if the if the sixth man on the Sacramento Kings was yeah. murdered. Would that be an assassination?
1: I don't think so. Murder is bad.
0: Murder is bad. Thumbs down to murder. That's the official stance of Texas football today. Episode 1382. I'll tell you the show, folks, it's Math Tuesday. It's also Murder Tuesday, apparently, but it's Math Tuesday.
1: And Farting Tuesday, whichever way you want to well, look well, at it. It's been a weird
0: show already. Steph asked if,
1: girl, if farting was common in girls' locker rooms. Like, yeah, everyone farts. Don't tell me that. Okay.
0: Uh, it's Math Tuesday. We're going <laughs> to talk about enrollments and why that's important and how it could shape what Class 6A the playoffs look like in 2022. We'll get into that. And then back half of the show, you have heard us talk a little bit about... um Uh, Athletes to Athletes, who is a a partner of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, We're proud to partner with them. Um, We are going to have you – we we had a a great opportunity to chat with uh, one of the gentlemen who uh, runs Athletes to Athletes, one of the founders and co-founders and CEOs of uh, Athletes to Athletes. We will talk with him and hear all about what they've got cooking. Uh, We'll have that coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door?
1: We sure do. It was – Timeout. Oh, we have no. Have to go back up. Uh, Nick Morton, Just Chad, Aaron Arbuckle, and Ed McElroy. Welcome in, fellas. A lot of comments
0: debating the merits of assassinations. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. I don't know. It's just it's something It seems like a word we just like toss around and like we all agree when it is, but it's like not necessarily.
1: Yeah. There's not a hardcore yeah. definition. It's kind of a make it your own judgment thing, yeah. which is weird yeah. in that context.
0: Anyway. Pickle, it is Math Tuesday. Math
1: Tuesday. Math
0: Tuesday here on Texas Football Today where we dive into the numbers and we try to get you up to speed on what all the numbers are saying. So I've been laying out the 6A pages for the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe to get mailed to you before it hits newsstands. And, And 6A, you may remember, the largest classification in Texas high school football, UIL Texas high school football, you may remember is unique because it is the only classification in the uil left that does not pre-split their divisions we have a 5a division one and we have a 5a division two those two the top four teams in each division or in each district make the playoff each of the 16 districts make the playoffs they then go to their own separate brackets and they never intertwine so um college station last year was a 5a division Mm one team uh, Alito was a 5A Division II team. They were never going to see each other in the playoffs. No. They were going to separate brackets. They were always, from the moment that realignment came out, they were always going to be separate. 6A is different. 6A, if you didn't know, and sorry, every podcast is somebody's first, so uh, if, you, if you know this, I apologize. 6A is different in the sense that 32 districts, top four in each district make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and then based on who those top four are, the two largest schools... Go to the Division One bracket, mm-hmm. and the two smallest schools go to the Division Two bracket. Okay? Does that make sense? Yes. So it does matter who makes the playoffs to determine who goes to which bracket and what the brackets look like. So last year, you may remember Galena Park North Shore uh, was the 6A Division I state champion, uh, and Austin Westlake was the 6A Division II state champion. Now, Galena Park North Shore is always going to be in 6A Division I. They are one of the largest schools in the state. I think they got 4,500 kids in it. It's a large school. They're always going to be there. Uh, teams like... Okay, so Highland Park makes the move to 6A this year. Mm-hmm. Highland Park is in no danger of going to 6A Division I. They will be in the 6A Division II bracket because they are one of the smallest schools in Class 6A. There's no concern there.
1: But... There are teams on the edge. There are
0: teams in the middle. And there are teams that can bounce between... Um uh, division one and division
1: two. I feel like a prime example of this is down in the Westlake Lake Travis district. That's one we are always watching every single year.
0: Welcome to that. <laughs> and so this is something that you always keep an eye on and that's why like if we are if you find us in the in week eleven paying super close attention to like
1: Austin High teams, versus Yeah. Right, two teams
0: that aren't going to win the state championship, let's be honest, uh, like that we yeah. don't think that aren't ranked or anything. It's because which of those teams gets in may determine where a contender does go. Okay. And so these teams can bounce around a little bit. And so when realignment came out in February, obviously the first thing everyone looked at is which district every team is in. Okay. That's, you know, district one, district seven, whatever. The next thing that you should be looking at in the six A ranks is the enrollment number because mm-hmm. it's based on enrollment. And so I went through, as I was doing last night, I'll be honest, last night while I was doing 6-8 pages was the first time I really sat down and looked at the enrollment numbers within these districts. And there are a few very interesting things that I want to bring up. So I've got a list that I put together of teams that may change brackets from where they were in 2021 to 2022. So teams that were in Division I may go to Division II, and teams that were in Division II may go to Division I. So I put together a list. I believe there's nine of them that I came up with. And uh, obviously some pretty heavy hitters here. We'll start up there at the top. Austin-Westlake. So Austin-Westlake is always kind of there in the middle. And last year, you may remember, they went to the 6A Division II bracket, won the 6A Division II Mm -hmm. state championship. The reason they went to the 6A Division II state championship instead of 6A Division I was because uh, Lake Travis and Austin Bowie made the playoffs. Now, here's an interesting wrinkle here. First of all, they are third out of nine in their enrollment ranking, So they would need, to go to Division II, they would need both of the teams that are bigger than them to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's Lake Travis feels pretty safe. Yep. I think Lake Travis seems, is probably going to make the playoffs. Seems normal. And Austin Dell Valley, Austin Dell Valley went 2 and 8 last year. Yep. And I think the district got tougher mm-hmm. because you're you're going to have teams uh, Austin Bowie, by the way is now smaller than Westlake. Oh, so wow. if the same teams were to make the playoffs last year or this year, West so Lake it was Lake Lake line. Travis, Westlake, um uh, Bowie. uh, uh Bowie, and oh and then they they dropped one of the teams moved moved out of the district. But if and then any other team besides Del Valley, Westlake would go to the Division One bracket,
1: mm-hmm. which is huge because right they would now, likely see like Travis right. again.
0: And by the way, so basically, for if you're Westlake, you're rooting very hard for if you want to go to the Division Two bracket. I don't mm-hmm. think they care if they if they want to go to the Division Two bracket. They're rooting very hard for, for Del, Del Valley. Valley to get in. Yeah, because if Del Valley doesn't get in, Westlake goes to the Division One bracket. Plain mm-hmm. and simple. Same thing up in the DFW Metroplex with Southlake Carroll. Southlake Carroll was in the 6A Division One bracket last year. What's very interesting about this year, this year is they are just because of population shifts, they are in a similar situation to Westlake that if the same teams make the playoffs, they'll go to division 2. That's because Northwest Eaton, which was in their district last year, is now bigger than them. That's is now bigger than them. So, as a result, just because of population shifts, Northwest I.C. is blowing up out there. Mm-hmm. So last year, the teams that made the, dist- the, the playoffs were Keller, Eaton, Southlake Carroll, and Byron Nelson. If that were to happen again, if that were to happen again, which I would say, you know, there's a couple other teams that I think could, could be in the mix there. You know, uh, Fossil Ridge, I think, could, could get in that mix as well. But if that were to happen again, Carroll will go to the Division Two bracket, which obviously would reshape the way that that whole thing looks. DeSoto's another example. Mm-hmm. DeSoto has been a longtime Division I team, but they are now, by, by virtue of one school, coming into their district, and that is Skyline. Skyline, moving into their district, really throws things off because they are bigger than them. Also, is now bigger than DeSoto. So similar thing, that if, Wax, if the same teams were to make the playoffs this year, which were Waxahachie, DeSoto, Cedar Hill, and Duncanville, Cedar Hill go division, or I'm sorry, DeSoto will go division two with Cedar Hill instead of because Waxahachie has outgrown them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In the Houston area, Alvin Shadow Creek. Alvin Shadow Creek, it's so crazy to think about this. Remember, they were playing, they won a 5A state championship just a few years ago. Yep. And now they're sixth out of eight in enrollment in their district, which means. They are almost certainly going to Division One. Mm-hmm. They're almost certainly going to Division One. That, uh, or rather, they're they're six out of eight. So I should say the two teams if they are smaller than them, they would go to the, they would go Division One. Now, who are those two teams? One of them is Pearland Dawson. I think they're one of the four best teams in that district mm-hmm. in District Twenty Three Six A. The other one's straight Jesuit, and that's going to be the real the real tel- the real curveball here. If Jesuit gets in instead of Aleve Taylor, if Jesuit gets in instead of Alvin then Shallow Creek goes to Division One, which would be crazy to see them in Division
1: Pretty Division I. Pretty likely.
0: I would say, I would say it's going to be— Out of
1: that, I would think that Jesuit would think, get in over think, the other two. I think
0: Strike's probably going to be slight favorite, maybe, with the way that it looks like. Rockwall Heath's another one. Rockwall Heath is uh, now the— they are the third biggest school in their district, in District 10. As a result, they would need both teams that are bigger than them, Rockwall, Rockwall and Mesquite Horn— mm-hmm to make it that would mean that Tyler Legacy would have to miss the playoffs or Mesquite or, or other good teams or Royce Roy City by the way yeah which that moved seems up. a little
1: more far off
0: so they look like they're probably going division one I, I would say right now they, th- there's a good chance they're going division one same thing goes now one team that's guaranteed to change is Prosper Prosper's been blown up mm-hmm. Prosper's huge Prosper is now the second biggest team in their district yep only Allen is bigger than them. So they're guaranteed to and go... And that's to, never
1: going to change. <laughs> they're guaranteed
0: to go to Division One, Right. No, no doubt about it, their days of being in, in Division One or Division Two are mm-hmm. probably over.
1: Rock Hill is growing, but not as fast as Prosper itself is.
0: The one in the middle... One thing I want... So let's go to District 12, where there's two teams that I think are very interesting. Mm-hmm. Temple and Colleen Harker Heights. Now, remember, Colleen is opening a new school. Mm-hmm. Colleen Chaparral. So as a result, I believe they're pulling from Harker Heights. Yes. And so their enrollment has plummeted. They are now the smallest team in that divi- in that in that uh, district. So they are definitely going division division two. No which matter which
1: is crazy because we thought that they were legit right contenders in division one last year.
0: <laughs> Temple's interesting. Temple's right in the middle mm-hmm. of their district. There's seven teams. They're the fourth biggest. So if teams like if
1: two teams Brian Hutto and Midway are bigger than them.
0: Brian Hutto and Midway are bigger than them. Exactly. So if, Brian Hutto, if, if two of Brian Hutto-Midway make the playoffs, then they'll stay in Division Two,
1: Which seems likely.
0: But if two of Harker Heights, Coppers Cove, or Pflugerville-Weiss make the playoffs... Weiss is on the come-up. It's what I'm saying. I think that's a 50-50 shot for Temple.
1: Yeah, I mean, being honest, go. because you don't...
0: I think Hutto's got to figure
1: shot. some stuff out. Uh, they've also had a lot of off-the-field stuff with their stadium, but I feel like they've got to figure some stuff out.
0: But I, think they, I think they could. I think, it's, I think it's a 50-50 shot as to whether or not Temple.
1: Especially because we just don't know how good Harker Heights will be with talent having to split between the two of them.
0: The other one is KD Cinco Ranch. So KD Cinco Ranch, is their days of being in Division Two are done. Mm-hmm. They are now the second biggest KDISD school. Um, they have surpassed um, uh, Tompkins. They're bigger than Tompkins now. Um, and the way that that district breaks out, uh, they are guaranteed to go to the Division One bracket. So those are nine schools that either will or could change divisions in 2022. And obviously, these are contenders, right? Yeah. We're talking, you know, especially up there at the top, Westlake, West Southlake, Carroll,
1: DeSoto. DeSoto,
0: those are teams with state championship aspirations mm-hmm. and other teams that have won titles in the past, like Shadow Creek, right? Yep. So that's one thing to keep in mind, that as we inch forward towards Texas high school football season— we're going to have to take a look at what these enrollments look like because, yes, it's fun to see who's going to play who in district play, but perhaps more importantly in the 6A ranks, it matters how big you are and what you, the other teams around you are right. going to do. So, interesting stuff there on Math
1: Tuesday. Math Tuesday. Step also said Prosper has high school number three opening up soon. It'll be in the 24 realignment.
0: Mm-hmm. So, they could. That
1: area is insane.
0: It's blowing up. <laughs> yeah, because remember, they opened up Rock Hill. Think about that. Mm-hmm. They opened up Rock Hill. And Prosper's still the second biggest team in their yep. their district.
1: Yeah, between that and the Frisco schools opening up, that mm-hmm. whole northwestern part of greater DFW, if you want to call it, is insane over there. Yeah,
0: it's crazy. Anyway, happy Math Tuesday. Math We're Tuesday. We're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Get the 2022 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed directly to you before it hits newsstands. texasfootball.com slash subscribe. If you want a list of what every enrollment of every school is, TexasFootball.com/slash/subscribe. We got gotcha. you. That's a really inefficient way of like looking up the enrollment. Yeah, but we do have them all oh, on the magazine. <laughs> Pickle uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I guess it was a couple weeks ago. Time has mm-hmm. no meaning. Uh, we caught up. You may have you may have heard mention on the on the podcast um, that we've entered into a partnership with our friends at Athletes to Athletes. It's a uh, it is a college counseling program specifically designed for. Uh, college athletes you know athletes who are deciding where they want to go to college and we sat down with the uh co-founder and ceo of uh athletes athletes uh reed meyer who has a a really interesting personal story and we'll
1: get to that at a different point in time
0: (laughs) yeah um as to why he you know why he he started this pro this this uh this company it's really particularly uh you know personally him but uh, we had a great conversation with him to sit down and figure and and, and get to know him and get to know what Athletes to Athletes does. So here's my conversation with Reed Meyer of Athletes to Athletes here on Texas Football today. Uh-huh. The recruiting landscape can be awfully hard to navigate. We hear that all the time from players and parents. Uh, one organization that's attempting to streamline that process is uh, Athletes to Athletes. And we're here to chat with the co-founder and CEO of Athletes to Athletes at athletes to athletes.com. It's Reed Meyer.
2: Reid, appreciate your time. Thanks for coming in. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: OK, so, so let's start with this. Uh, what is Athletes to Athletes? And, and, and why was this some sort of passion project for you?
2: Absolutely, yeah, so Athletes to Athletes is a one-on-one advising service for high school student athletes that wanna go compete in college. Um, and we help them navigate the college evaluation, college selection, and college recruitment process. And it was sort of born out of my own personal experience and the experience of, of college athletes that I, I know well and, and sort of that tree that's extended from there. And really it's just this realization that you know we've created this very athlete-minded search process for, for student athletes when it comes to college. We we don't really take into consideration the academic factors, the personal, you know, preferences, the financial needs and, and all the different aspects that make up what is this kit, this, this student. And so we're we're really trying to address those issues and make sure that when our kids find their right fit, they're making that decision for the next 40 years and not just the next four.
0: Uh, you mentioned your own personal experience, and that was an integral. Can you go into that? Tell me a little bit about what what, what happened with you and why that kind of sparked this uh, this organization.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you the real short version. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I was a recruited student-athlete, um, spent my time going to four different colleges in four years, um, started a Division One program as a scholarship athlete at Texas Tech University, and ultimately ended up getting my degree from the University of Texas as a full-time student. So I sort of went through the entire gambit of Division I scholarship athlete, walk-on junior college athlete, to burning out of my sport entirely, and just becoming a full-time student. So what defined me for the first you know, 16, 17 years of my life ended up being something that I couldn't even pursue throughout the, the course of my college career, and a lot of it was due to the fact that I felt like I really went through the process in the high school recruiting aspect wrong. I was very reactive, it was very athlete heavy, and I made this realization when I got to college that, you know, no matter how great sports are, they cannot make up for the other 80% of what your college experience is going to be. Well,
0: and I think we hear that all the time, you know, people get an offer from, if you're a football player, let's use football as an example, football player, you get an offer from this big football university, you go play there, that might be all you look at. It seems to me that the athletes to athletes, what you guys are doing is trying to expand that vision and, and Look at it more holistically. Is that a fair way to put it?
2: Yes, you're absolutely right. We want to we want to make a holistic decision when it comes to to the college process, and not to diminish anybody who who's going to get a, a scholarship offer from, you know, a Power Five Division One conference. Everything down to you know, an opportunity to play at the Division Three level, NAIa, NJCAA. Who cares? We, we want kids to be able to succeed wherever they are. And for different kids, that means different things. And we think it's important to sort of shy away from this unilateral bar of success that power five means success. And that's just not the case. For some people, it does. And for some people, playing at a Division two level, being able to study abroad, get a international business degree, or hey, if you want to go to Colorado School of Mines and play D3 and get a blacksmithing degree, then mm-hmm. that's the right fit for you. And, and there's no one mold that everyone needs to try and fit or one tier that everyone needs to try and reach. So then how do, you, how do you start that
0: process? You know, if I'm, let's just say I'm an athlete and I've got an offer from, from five or six different places and I'm not really sure which one is, is, is right for me, how does Athletes to Athletes start that process of, of getting them the, to where they, they ultimately belong?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we generally start uh, actually at the sophomore level for mm-hmm. a lot of our kids, uh, sophomore into early junior years. So those kids that are getting those verbal offers at, at that time, it's certainly a bit of a different conversation because they are sort of getting that interest at, at an earlier age, and, and we we definitely help them work through that process. But for a lot of our kids, it's, it's really you know understanding the foundation of what is being a college student, what is being a college athlete, what is going through the recruiting process, what is evaluating colleges holistically, sort of understanding that process as a whole, and then sort of specializing in different places of, hey, if this kid needs a little bit of help communicating with colleges, let's help them address that. Hey, if this family needs a little bit of help with understanding financial aid and outside scholarship opportunities, let's help them understand those as well. And ultimately ending up with the graduation phase where we help them process, you know, essays resumes applications scholarship applications whatever that might be to maximize their opportunities at at the next level and so you know we really think through that holistic process we're helping these kids really just understand how to learn how to be a college kid and, and learn what, what their passion points are to, to apply that when it comes to, to deciding where to play at the next level. You know, you
0: guys are trying to streamline the process. I'm interested kind of in, in your experiences. What what do you feel like are the biggest pitfalls for, for kids whenever they're going through this process? What are, you, what are you on the lookout for
2: specifically whenever you're going through this? Absolutely. I think, you know, one of the biggest things that we find, and, and it's nobody's fault, but you know, kids want to live up the expectations of outside forces, mm-hmm. whether that be parents, whether that be friends, whether that be media or whatever it might be there's this expectation that oh if i'm not going here if i'm not getting talked to here if i don't have a verbal offer here then somehow i'm not succeeding or somehow i'm not reaching some level that i've arbitrarily set for myself and we try really hard to break that mold and that understanding of hey that that line is different for everybody you just need to figure out what fits you and and what is the right place for you to be and and let's go after those types of schools and those types of divisions and those types of institutions aggressively and and unapologetically if if, if that's where you're going to succeed Let's go. Let's do it. Reed Meyer, the
0: co founder and CEO of Athletes to Athletes, athletes to athletes.com. Reed, appreciate you stopping by and chatting with us. Yeah,
2: thank you so much for having me.
1: Thanks so much for watching that video. If ah, you would ah, like ah, more ah, and to be notified ah, when they ah, come, ah. go ahead and click it's Reed it's Meyer. Just my face. I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Reed
0: Meyer. It's Reed Meyer um, the, from Athletes to Athletes, athletes to slash DC to check out what they are all about. We appreciate him stopping by. Let's go over to Ashley Pickle from America's Second Favorite Segment. Final thoughts?
1: Um, You mentioned it beforehand, but I'll bring that back up. Uh, Reed, who you just heard talking about that, has a very, very cool personal story, and we do have an interview with uh, me talking to him about that, so we'll roll that again soon. So that's not it with our athletes-to-athletes interviews, but the other one is is very, very interesting and cool to hear. So
0: I have a question, and I should probably table this and package it for the pre-show tomorrow, but Powers is here tomorrow, so we'll have enough entertainment. This is true. Uh, you are laying out pages for the first time in the magazine. You're laying out two a the two a pages, the two a capsule pages, which is difficult. How's it going? Are you loving it? No. I've been doing this for I've been doing this for ten years.
1: Yeah, but but as you know, and I think people people obviously who have the magazine know, but just don't realize it from a design perspective. When you're laying out six a pages, every single district gets their whole entire page mm-hmm. basically, so you have a lot longer capsules. 2a we split it into half pages so the editing process of that is a lot more like it's yeah it's it's intricate it's more intense intense. because you're
0: you if you don't know we you have a half page for each district and so you have to make all of the capsules all the previews fit in that now i don't want you to feel too bad for yourself because i'm about to get going on the 1a pages yeah and we do three districts per page yeah that's i am cramming them in now there's now there's fewer just fewer yeah. The reason we do that is because there's fewer players because yes. it's six man. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway. Um, yeah.
1: But yeah, no, I mean it's it's interesting to see how the sausage is made. Like I feel like I'm definitely helping out a lot more this year and contributing more, which is great. But
0: you want to do it again next year?
1: Yeah, we'll talk.
0: Um, what's your What's your music of choice while you're doing? it? Cause,
1: uh, cause last night it was uh, Usher.
0: Because
1: I tweeted it out. I think I'm gonna start tweeting it out every night. Because
0: as um, for people who who work in in certain industries can understand this, that work is not hard, Mm-mm. but you have to. It's focus. just tedious and time consuming, mm-hmm. and so a good good musical background is mm-hmm. imperative. That's why we have that's why we have lofi chill hot beats to study slash relax to. Uh huh. Last night was synthwave monday for me oh I was very nice synthwave
1: very nice
0: uh you've i my spotify mm-hmm. shout out spotify I subscribe to the podcast on spotify i suppose um my spotify is entirely comprised of just like playlists that i find throughout the year i'm yep. like that would be good to lay out Magazine. capsules mm-hmm. too
1: yep i was just gonna say in my um especially when it so lo-fi is great for me when I'm reading pages like the next the last two weeks of May will be big lo-fi thing for Mm -hmm. me because when I'm like legitimately reading this is a lot more where I have to read some but it's a lot more kind of knowing what I'm looking for and not having to ingest it as much so I can kind of do like music with lyrics Mm -hmm. um but it still needs to be kind of calming so yeah last night it was uh the My Way album by uh ushers my way out sure so i'm thinking i'm gonna stick the r&b theme seems to stick it's kind of soothing okay so Great. i might start tweeting out my album of choice whenever it is, i'm it is it is editing. comforting
0: knowing that at 11:45 at night mm-hmm. if i need to text you or ish
1: we're both up you know, absolutely like, yeah it's up yeah i had to do that last night and i couldn't find one of the capsules that i needed mm-hmm. i was like it, it was like almost midnight and i was like they're both they're doing up. the exact same thing that I'm doing. <laughs> I'm
0: sitting there and just uh, just got done watching the Warriors and Grizz.
1: Yep, so. <laughs> that is a nice thing about having sports on super late, less, like especially like like the Suns Mavs game. Since the Suns are a West Coast team, it's a nine o'clock game, so it's oh, like, yeah. all right, these are the bet days,
0: these are the days. Why, <laughs> West Coast I, games are M- great. Why I have MLB TV? Yep. I watch a lot of Padres. <laughs> it's good news for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks again to Reed Meyer of Athletes to Athletes, Athletes Athletes.com slash DC for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Fitz Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. Greg Powers is back. Texas Football today.